0: Welcome to the Mordcast. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th and Blake & Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They were always online at bfwdenver.com if you want some of that 2017 Cabernet, if you want some of that Blake Street blend, if you want some of the Rieslings, if you want some any manner of the whites that they got, the blends and the, uh, the, the rosés, anything that you want, they have it right there at bfwdenver.com. If you go into Blanchard Family Wines, uh, you can try some of the partnerships they have with Western Colorado um, uh, wineries, which are all very, very good. I I highly encourage you checking those out. But they also have, you know, what they produce there, which is like the seven uh, Pinots, which is like part of Sonoma County, which is where they make their wines. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th in Blink and Moisey, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com, where you can book yourself a res- reservation. You can uh, book yourself a virtual wine tasting, or you can uh, get yourself some swag, or basically you can get have a bottle ordered for shipment, delivery, curbside pickup. They are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast part of the CSG network. I'm of course your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, um at the second half of this podcast I'm, I have a monologue that I actually wrote that I'm going to uh to talk about. Um it is uh someone upset me so much that I decided to uh I decided to write down um my defense as of me as a Nuggets fan. Um but in the first half, we're going to talk, talk about the Denver Nuggets and their Game 2 loss to the Golden State Warriors. It's very simple. This was uh, an entirely, another entirely predictable loss um, for many reasons. Um, this Nuggets team is shorthanded. Um, they are not at their best, and uh, they basically don't have the, the horsepower to, to beat the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they were outclassed in every conceivable way last night. It was, it was embarrassing. And I wrote a tweet last night that uh, included everyone, and it was a poorly worded tweet, but the, the, I'm not backing down from it. That's exactly what I said. I think I deleted the tweet, though, so you won't be able to find it. But I was talking about um, this Nuggets team, and uh, my, um, shall we say, everyone was out talented, and the Nuggets were out coached, and it was out everything. Um, the Nuggets were outclassed in every single way last night, and it was it was uh, highly embarrassing as a Nuggets fan. It gave me deja vu. Um, this Nuggets team really had this game okay until about the second half of the second quarter, and they it was it was like a replay of the last game. They just um, didn't have. They, they the the Warriors put out their their new death lineup, got. Got swarmed. We're down by six heading into halftime, and then it just was wasn't a game from there. Uh, Jokic gets thrown out, cr- thrown out because he is upset. Um, the new element um, last night was uh, Demarcus Cousins and Will Barton arguing, and uh, I think I think really it was just a culmination of all the frustrations and all the uh, well, basically frustrations of this entire year. Um, this did not go the way they thought it would go. um you have Jamal Murray who's been out for a calendar year now. you have Michael Porter jr who's been out for all but nine games of this season um and it's hard to kind of plan around that, and I understand that you know there there's there's way you can there's coaching. Like with Malone and people don't like my criticisms of Malone and I'm perfectly okay with that. I'm not gonna back down from it. So anyone who was gonna come at me, keep coming at me. It's just not gonna change my mind. Um I have I am hard on Malone. I don't hate him. I am hard on him because uh multiple reasons, but I think hot head coaches have a shelf life in this league. And uh they also and that's I've never known a big time hot head coach wasn't greg popovich who was more of a control person but he's not a hothead um being able to lead a team to a title um this this you kind of need a different kind of pulse um and that is my main criticism of him other than some things on the edges um the entire coaching staff did not do a great job last night the second quarter the nuggets Uh, let slip the rope and there was an entire segment where they went on, the the Warriors went on a 10-0 run and nothing was changed. Um, it, it just was predictable. And in that predictability, that's where I criticized the coaching. However, it is not the primary reason the Nuggets lost this game. The primary reason the Nuggets lost this game is quite frankly, they do not have the horses to win against the Golden State Warriors. Um, they i proposed a style change in order to get them in a better place i proposed a different sort of scenario that maybe they can give themselves a better chance uh they have chosen not to go that way whatever okay it's and i've accepted it um that's never it's not going to be happening this series um people have presented to me various uh, ways that what I was proposing, which was basically playing uh, for steals and getting out, getting more layups in transition to not let the the, the uh, Golden State Warriors defense set. Um, I that I've been told that that is not a viable scenario because the Nuggets have never played that way other than one game this year. Fine, all right, I'll take the L on that one. As uh, as Malone would say, um, my. Criticism is that um, this is just a team that maybe is a a 11 seed masquerading as a 6 seed. Um, A team that was dragged, and it's not a criticism, but a team that was dragged to the playoffs by an MVP performance by Nikola Jokic. A uh, team that really is deficient in multiple, absolutely multiple ways. A team that, that... you know, even with Porter and Jamal, you can see on the edges where they would struggle with some defense and rotational issues, and you can you can still see that on the edges, but you know this team would be a lot better if those two were here. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, um, this team is uh is what it is, folks. And we would all prefer this team not to be and suffer a major embarrassment on the way out the door. Um, This is not following the trajectory that we all thought they would follow, um, following the bubble. But maybe we should look back and maybe through the lens of history, we need to look back and say, even in 2019, the Nuggets were ahead of schedule. There's no reason that this team should have won a first-round series in 2019, considering how young they were. It had nothing to do with their record. It has everything to do with how young they were. This is a team that was ripe to go through the steps. And they made it to the second round and to seven games in the second round. Uh, in the following year, it was messed up because of the bubble. Um, they go into a very unique situation where there's no crowd, uh, they're playing in an empty gym full of electronic faces, you know. And uh, maybe we took what they were doing there and we maybe thought of something they were ahead of that they weren't. Maybe, maybe we have come placed our expectations ahead of where the Nuggets have always been at this point. Um, there's criticisms to be had all across the board from front office, all the way down to the assistant coaches, um, and the players, this is, this was, this is no team should be swept. Um, and you know, of course there's been two games. We don't know if they'll be swept. Maybe the Nuggets sneak a game in Denver, but those first two games were uh, bad. And uh, people have drawn an analogy to the, the Sonic series in 94. Um, that Nuggets team in uh, the second game, people have forgotten this, memory hold this. The Nuggets team in the second game of that 94 series um, really uh, made a massive comeback against the Sonics in the second half of game two. And they lost the game by 10 points. And it was, they were really competitive in that second half in game two. It was, it was, it was the vibe was definitely different. And then when they came back home, they came back home with a belief that they can, they could take it to them. And then they pounded the Sonics in game three, pounded them. Um, And that set the table. Uh, The Nuggets performance in the second half of game two was atrocious. It was, it was terrible. Um, I'm not entirely sure what they could have done to make it better. Um, They just don't have the horses and they're coming home and maybe they will get an emotional lift from, you know, um, having half a stadium of Nuggets fans at the the game. But I don't know, I don't know exactly if if that is sustainable. What we have seen is pretty much a, a not necessarily a no hoper, but this was very evident that the Nuggets didn't have the requisite talent to match up, and uh, it, it's okay. It is absolutely okay that that's the case. Um, we are where we are right now. They were deficient in every level compared to the to the Golden State Warriors, and and it is what it is. Um, and I think we need to not be so worried about, uh, what people say online about Jokic and the MVP. Who who the fuck cares? Who cares? Um, is it going to affect your life in any way? No. My suggestion would be to, uh, just unplug, unplug for a couple weeks and watch the playoffs. Um, because the playoffs are, I mean, like, tonight, Brooklyn and uh, Boston play, I mean, that's going to be one hell of a series. Enjoy that, right? There's other things to talk about. Life, uh, the, the, the life is greener, right, in <laughs> and the, and the other side. So it's like, it, it is what it is. Um, still cheer for the team. I'm not saying don't have any hope, but this is just kind of like um, we, we the die has been cast unless something remarkable happens, and quite frankly, I don't see Jamal Murray and... Michael Porter Jr. walking through that door. And even if they did, would it, would it have made a big difference? No. They, there's not enough time. They're, they're, just, they're injured players coming back. And they, they really, this was all about next year. As I said early, months ago, this is a year of survival. And quite frankly, that is hard for people to take because this feels like a wasted year. And in, in a lot of ways, it has been a wasted year. Sometimes that happens in the NBA. Sometimes there is wasted years in the NBA. And this is this is it's okay. There's no reason that we should look at this year and think uh, that the Nuggets threw everything away. You got to still play the game. And there's nothing that this team um you know they they, they are what they are. And you, know, you and it shouldn't discount Jokic's massive tier, year which basically this playoff thing should <laughs> make you appreciate it more if anything. Um, and it is, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I criticize everyone. Um, this, this is just a, from a top down thing, the Nuggets do not right now compared to, compared to the Golden State Warriors. Um, they don't. It's, it is, uh, and anyone who comes away with a feeling like that opposite, I really don't know what to tell you. This is just, this is, this is a situation where the Nuggets are, Relying on the likes of Br- of Bryn Forbes and, um, you know, guys who just, and DeMarcus Cousins causing trouble and all this stuff. If you look at the roster in total, it is a mishmash of things that weren't intended. Michael Porter Jr. still on the roster. I doubt that DeMarcus Cousins is even here. Um, Jamal Murray's on the roster. You know, Bryn Forbes is not here. Uh, it is what it is. Davon Reed would not have made a difference in this series. Okay. This is how much of a disparity there is between the Denver Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors. And it's okay. Um, when we get to the offseason season, we can talk about that, right? We can talk about how this Nuggets team maybe is time for him to move on from Will Barton. Um, maybe it's time. It's definitely time to move on from DeMarcus Cousins. Um, It's maybe not a time to move on from Jeff Green. Uh, It's it's the Nuggets need to kind of progress and improve themselves on the margin. But there's going to be months that we can talk about this. So um, I'm not too worried about it. Okay. on the other side of the break, I'm going to read my monologue um, in reference to some people who decided to send me some uh, DMs about me being a terrible, terrible Nuggets fan. We'll be back right after this. I don't need anyone to challenge my Denver Nuggets fandom. Thank you. I remember the days where Alex English was the most underrated star in the NBA. I remember when Fat Lever was getting triple doubles and out-rebounding guys eight inches taller than him. I remember the Nuggets winning 54 games in 1988 and losing to a worse Dallas Mavericks team because Fat Lever got hurt in Game 2. I also remember the Paul Westhead years, where the Nuggets were the collective laughingstock of the NBA. I remember the game against the Phoenix Suns in 1990 when the Denver Nuggets gave up 107 points before halftime. I remember the early Dan Issel years when there was hope again. I remember the draft of Dikembe Mutombo in the last Paul Westhead year. I remember the drafting of Lafonso Ellis and Brian Stiff. I remember the miracle 1994 team and the excitement it brought. I remember the disappointment to the 1995 season when Issel resigned and Bernie Bickerstaff took over. I remember the Dick Motta Ma- D- taking over for a terrible Nuggets squad after Bernie Bickerstaff was fired. Mata was so checked out that he barely bothered to coach. This is 100% true. I remember almost every goddamn game of the Bill Henslick 1997-98 year where Corey Alexander signed a 10-day contract and helped the Nuggets avoid the worst record in NBA history. Seriously, the Nuggets were on track for five wins that year, and managed to get 11 because of Corey Alexander. I remember the return of Dan Issel. I remember the 1998 draft of Rafe LaFrance that deflated everyone in Denver. I remember the return of Antonio McDyce, and the mutiny that led by Nick Van Exel in 2000 against Dan Issel. I remember the post-Issel second uh, resignation downturn. I remember the 2002 Nuggets and drafting Nicholas Gidesvili. A team led by Jawan Howard and Vincent Yarbrough. I remember the near disaster of drafting Darko, which Kiki really wanted to do, thank you, and turned into eight straight playoff appearances when Melo was drafted in 2003. I remember the euphoria of the Nuggets playoff appearances in 2004 and managing to win one game against the Kevin Garnett-led Timberwolves. I remember the team firing Jeff Bezdilic and uh, the disastrous Michael Cooper era. Remember the Michael Cooper era? I remember George Carl being hired in 2005 and the Nuggets finishing that season remarkably with 49 wins, the most they'd had since 1987. I also remember the string of first-round exits. I remember the locker room dust-up with Kenyon Martin. I remember Nene getting cancer. I remember George Carl getting cancer. I remember the surprise trade for Allen Iverson in 2006, December 2006, in a blizzard, Allen Iverson comes to Denver and the, leads the Nuggets to almost a victory. I remember the 2008 offseason where the Nuggets got rid of Marcus Canby for what I at the time called a pile of hair and a trade exception. I remember the three games into the 2008-2009 season when the Nuggets traded for hometown hero Chauncey Billups in exchange for Allen Iverson. I remember the disappointment of the 2009 playoffs, but I also remember the euphoria of going through two rounds and getting to the Western Conference Finals and feeling that we had a legitimate chance against the L.A. Lakers. I remember the Lakers signing uh, uh, Ron Artest, that's his name, Ron Artest in 2009 simply to guard Carmelo Anthony. That is how afraid... The Lakers were of the Denver Nuggets. I remember George Carl getting cancer again in 2010. I remember the disappointment of the very brief but extremely horrific Adrian Dantley era. I remember the mellow trade. I remember Chauncey going with him. I remember the weird time between the Connolly era and the... Uh, between the Masai Ujiri era, excuse me, between the Warcateen era and the Masai Ujiri era. I remember Masai Ujiri coming in and pulling off that trade. I remember the hope that the 57-win team provided in a very weird time in Nuggets history. I unfortunately remember the Brian Shaw era. I unfortunately remember J.J. Hickson, I remember Nate Robinson, but I also remember Danilo Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, guys that really laid it on the line for the Denver Nuggets in an unsung way. I remember Kenneth Fareed, I remember Ty Lawson. Right? I remember all of these guys. And I will remember Nikola Jokic. I will remember Jamal Murray. I will remember Michael Porter Jr. I will remember Aaron Gordon. Long after these guys are gone, I will remain remembering every single era of the Denver Nuggets. I have gone through ups. I have gone through downs. I have gone through an almost entire, well, entire decade of atrocious basketball in the 90s. But I also will be there to remember that 2003 to 2011 playoff run. I will also remember the down years of to start the Connolly era. But I'll remember the burrito being pulled apart when Nikola Jokic was drafted. I'll remember all of that. I've put my time in with Denver Nuggets teams that didn't deserve my time. I've put my time in with Nuggets teams that were so bad that they, there was about 2,000 people at McNichols Arena. I remember a Nuggets team in 94-95 that sold out every single game at McNichols Arena. I'll remember all of it because I'm a fan. And I've been a fan for 35 years. And none of that is going to change. I'm a fan because I love the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets have been my favorite team for that long. And I'll remember them far longer, far longer than most of you will. They're my team. They may piss me off now, but I'll come back. Thanks for joining me. Goodbye.